Hello, hello. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021, and we are already at episode 8 coming into this podcast, and uh, we got a little bit of a returnee coming in, uh, Doug Lesko. If you guys do not know, Doug and I, as well as Sean, were on episode 4 when we talked about NHL and everything like that, and that was really early on in the season, and now, Doug, we're a good almost halfway through the season, maybe already halfway. Uh, yeah, it's, fly- it's flying by so far. Yeah, and NHL's flying by. Really good stuff that we're going to talk about on today's segment. And I'm going to definitely have Sean on a separate segment as well to where I will split the two uh, guests into two different things to talk about two different topics throughout each episode. So for today, I have Doug, which is pretty cool. Doug, I want to thank you again. How are we doing? It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm doing great. Great. And uh, hey, no problem. Of course, you can always come on more than once, too. Uh, so, but you want to know who else is doing great, Doug? Who's that, Dom? Hmm, some goaltender that you mentioned to me before, Andres Vasilevsky on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, he By the time I'm recording this, he's had two or three straight shutouts, was it? Three shutouts in a row. That's over 200 minutes without letting in a goal. That's unbelievable. Man, man's been on another different planet. Unreal. And obviously, for Vasilevsky, he's been so huge for that Lightning. He's one of the best goalies there is, maybe even considered the best in his prime right now. And that Tampa Bay team is already locked and loaded. We already know what they can do. Well-deserved of um, winning the Stanley Cup last year. And Vasilevsky really has just proven himself. He he makes these incredible saves. It's like he knows no matter what kind of skater you are, what you're going to do. You know, he knows your tendencies, everything like that. And the guy has been remarkable. I mean, he's been a part of this Tampa Bay team for a while now, and he, he's worked his way up. So I'm glad you brought up Vasilevsky. I feel like he doesn't give enough love for some reason because everyone else looks at Graydon Point, Stamkos, you know. So for goaltenders, yeah. he's so like deadly quiet that it makes him so dangerous. You don't think about him on an everyday basis, I feel like. Yeah, listen, he was getting so many calls from fans of overrated, overhyped last season. And you know why that is? That's because he was playing at an above-average goaltender level. You know, he got a 917 save percentage, which is, in the NHL, incredible for a full season still. And it just wasn't what he was used to, which, as of right now, he's playing at a 942 and a 165 goals against average. Absolutely ridiculous. That's on those are video nope, game numbers, dog. Nobody can compare. That's be a pro right there. That's be a yeah. pro in NHL. Yeah, uh, it's unreal. And I'm glad you did bring that up because of the fact that just look, this team has really been doing well. And there's not many teams out there that can probably compete with the Lightning despite their past. Uh, the Lightning, I think, figured it out finally. They got the monkey off their shoulders and they're ready to keep going, you know. And Stamkos has been injury prone as of late. And I feel like you can say Vasilevsky has carried this team just a little bit, even though their offense is really good. Uh, defensively, this guy has saved so many goals from going in. I would agree. They've got one of the most stacked decors. I mean, it, they've got an incredible system. They're still riding off that high that Stevie Y left with them before he left for Detroit. I mean, their decor, just off the top of my head, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, who they acquired for very little from Montreal. And Ryan McDonough just on one side, that's incredible. That yeah. that'll lock down any any team any night. Plus, you got Andre Vasilevsky, my for my money, the best goalie, even above John Gibson right now. 
Yeah, who, uh, you know, I think very high of, highly of. Yeah, I do too. But being on Anaheim that has no defense, it really does it's suck tough. to be him. Absolutely, absolutely. You know who else we we ought to give a shout out to? Go on to forward this time for scoring. Patrick Kane at four hundred goals. That's and right. I, I assume you've seen the video of Patrick Kane scoring that four hundredth goal in the most absolutely Patrick Kane way. Yep. Oh, unreal with the puck. The deking, the handles. Um, he has over a thousand points already, but 400 goals is a great, you know, uh, reaching point for his career. Obviously, he's had some issues off the ice and everything. He's not really well respected, I'd say, around the league. But hey, greatness is greatness, and we got to embrace all we can. Love him or hate him, we're gonna really miss these kinds of players and what they 100%. show on the ice. You know. He's been playing at the modern NHL level for his entire career, basically. And he, that's why he's still so good, because he's had this style that the NHL has really shifted to, the quick hands, the quick skating. He's had it for his entire career, and he's shown that dominance. I mean, at year after year, point per game, point per game, you know, 100 points, whatever. Right now he's riding 34 points in 23 games, you know, and he's barely, like, out of his prime now. He's 32 years old. He's... For my money, he's eclipsing Mike Medano as the greatest American hockey player of all time. I'll agree with you on that because of the fact that, look, Doug, he's done so much. And when the Blackhawks were doing really well with just contention mode, Kane was on another level. You know, you had Jonathan Taze, who has really been good, but Kane was just the best player all around. Yeah. He knows how to score goals, but he doesn't get too aggressive with it to where he knows it's a team game, pass the puck. You know, get it around, get the guy that's actually open. He's not, you know, too much of uh, me, me, me for highlight reels. It's a team effort for him. And Absolutely. That's respect. Yeah, he knows that highlight reel is going to come. He's just that talented. Yeah. He's, you know, his assist to totals always eclipse his goal totals almost every single season. As far as I know, every season, actually. You know, he just, the plays come to him and he sees the ice on a different level. Yeah, and for being 32, he's still so quick and deadly with his, his moves and his feet. He's almost got like McDavid speed in a way, especially with that 400th goal. He beats out the defenders and anything like that. He's obviously juking the goaltenders out with the moves he's got. So for 32 and being in the NHL for what, 10, 11 years by now? He, yeah, he's, 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 he's a vet for sure. Yeah, he's not slowing down, and that's what they need. And the Blackhawks don't look too bad right now. They obviously aren't. Exceeding they're, expectations by a, yes, a mile not, this season. Yes. I, I wouldn't even say they're in rebuild mode. However, they're not in contention mode just yet. They're they're getting there. And the Blackhawks have been such a successful organization when it comes to just building talent, where I think they're going to be back better than ever, quicker than we actually think, you know? You yeah. Know? So, if you – sorry. You go. Uh, if you had asked me prior to the season starting who would have competed for the number one pick – um, I would have said Ottawa Senators, Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks. But one guy that's come up for them, Kevin Lankinen, their rookie goaltender. He's been lights yeah. out, seeing him on lots of Calder lists, lots of Vesna lists. And, you know, supported by a great cast of guys like like uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Though he, he's been missing some time with injury. But once he's back, it'll be great for them. And Duncan Keith, at an older age, still, still keeping up. Love to see that. Great guy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they still have the veteran presence that understands what to do. Um, goaltending is a tough one. I mean, they lost Corey Crawford, who was battling injuries too. He was getting older as well. Yep. And 
I think it was time for them to move on, and he unexpectedly retired. So for the Blackhawks, building on goaltending, once you get those veterans kind of leaving the door, you get younger guys coming in, it's going to be magnificent to see. So if these veterans like Kane, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith can teach all these young kids how to play hockey the Blackhawks way, they'll be in contention again. I don't care how young they are. I think they make the playoffs this year. Yeah. As surprising as it may be. What, what, who, who, like, who's really true competitors in that division? Let's say, besides, like, going below the list, right? It's pretty weak. It's, it's fairly weak, you know. It is. So they can easily sneak in. I don't know that they'll make it past first, maybe second round if they pull something together with their veteran core. But, uh, yeah, I definitely expect to see them, uh, make a push for it. Yeah. And the Blackhawks, I'll go first round, if anything. I feel like they're going to be, Kind of like the Rangers, where I know COVID was unexpected for them to make the playoffs, but they're young. They got to learn under that. So going against a more experienced team, most likely, it's going to be tough to do. As long as you play them tough, you know, you uh, you make it a competitive game, and you really make them work. Your opposing team, they'll be fine. That's all you yeah. got to ask for. And uh, that's all you can do. Gotta, yeah, we got to see where the Blackhawks go with that. And so Kane reaches a huge milestone, and just. Another team I want to talk about, but also a player that you mentioned, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know is it their the year? Regular, is it their year? I don't know. I know it's the regular season, and knowing the Maple Leafs in the playoffs, it's going to go down. They're, yeah, they'll run into but, the Bruins at some point. Just yeah, but just man, they're they're being really they're playing really well, and I'm going to pull up the stats. Um, for them as well, because no Austin Matthews, he's been missing time once in a while, and I think he's a wrist injury yeah, day to day, right? What I yeah, what I had heard was he had this wrist injury the entire season. He's been battling it, which is insane. The deal to when he realized all his goals have come pretty much off of wrist shots that just beat the goalie. He's got 18 goals in 20 games. That's ridiculous. Points. Thank you. I think is he leading the league still in uh, goal scored? Goals, I believe, yes. Yes. Yeah, McDavid's yeah, yeah. McDavid's still way ahead in points. As yeah, as you'd expect. Is. Yeah. That's yeah, McDavid. That's and we'll talk about yeah. him later. Yep. Um, for Matthews, though, I mean the fact that he has a wrist injury, and you're right, wrist shots because of the fact that he's a center, you're not gonna really take slap shots unless you're a defenseman or even maybe a wingman, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the situation. But for a center, he's carrying this team. You got Mitch Marner playing really well, yeah. right? I mean, this team is unbelievable right now. Of course, they yeah. have John Ferris, but for Austin Matthews, he's such a workhorse. And I remember when I got into hockey, the first game I watched was with his debut, man. Mm, incredible. Oh Although back then, typical of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they ended up losing in overtime despite uh-huh. his four goals. And even though four goals, they lost 5-4 to Ottawa? Yeah, Ottawa? in, o- in OT, I yeah. think. Yeah. OT, unreal. But yeah, go, go figure. But and- Sorry, you go. You go, Doug. No, sorry, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, Austin Matthews, as of today, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday before this episode comes out, I believe he he's hopeful to come back for tonight's game. So yeah. against Edmonton. So hopefully we'll see a McDavid Matthews matchup once more tonight. Yeah, we got him on my Fanduel. Uh, so yeah. hopefully he gets me some some cash. Oh, he better. I mean, Edmonton, good team. Just don't have much besides McDavid and Drysdale. And very star driven. Yeah. yeah. That's always how it's been with them. They got Nugent Hopkins as well, and it's just going down from there. Yeah. With, when it comes to everything else, but yeah, for Toronto, obviously we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. 
because when it comes to the playoff time, no matter what the record is, it means nothing going into the postseason. And hockey, expect the unexpected. Absolutely. Uh, NBA, the Warriors went 73-9. and They didn't rest their starters during the end of the regular season because they wanted to achieve that milestone. Next thing you know, they lose as many games as they did in the regular season come playoff time. They couldn't win the finals. So this could be a complete joke again with the Maple Leafs, knowing their history and just their playoff chokes. But yeah. if not, it's been great. But just a big shout-out anyway to Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I mean, for sure, unbelievable. Freddie Anderson playing better than I expected. I think he, I thought yeah. he, was, like he was a little, little overrated. Sorry, Doug. But uh, he's eating my words right now. I love Freddie Anderson. I love Freddie Anderson. You do. You do. And um, another star player that we mentioned before that we'll talk about now, Connor McDavid. McJesus. Uh, Connor McJesus. Out of this world. You know what? Uh, Let's call him that from now on because the fact that him and Dreisaitl combined for like over 70 points within this many games into the season. They're the offense overall. McDavid just, oh, my God, the moves he does, dude. And uh, it sucks because one thing that's weird is that looking at the standings as of today, Edmonton is 14-10 with no overtime losses. It's so weird. It's like it that, that, so that's what ugly. you get in a star-driven environment like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks so ugly in which they're just an average team to me. And it's it all comes down to goaltending. They're a team as well like Calgary, both in Alberta. They just can't figure out the goalies, and they have to mm-hmm. switch off every single year, everything like that. They try so many different guys, and that's what tries, you know, that's what stops them from going to the promised land, and that's big. Um, yeah. So it really sucks if you're if it's a trout. He's going to be in a really star-driven team with – like Trout and Rendon on the Angels. I know you don't know baseball too well, but for McDavid, I'm, I'm aware though. Yeah, yeah, they carry the Oilers like the Angels mm-hmm. try to carry. You know, uh, with yeah. Trout and Rendon. So it's gonna be two great players that do everything they can, and just something always stops them. Like the Angels, it comes yeah. to pitching, and with or Edmonton, it comes to goaltending. Quick question: Do you think McDavid wins a cup with uh, with the Oilers? Because his greatness, I, I feel like. At some point, he'll find himself in some situation that he can just drive a team to the cup. But do you think it'll be with the Oilers? When is he a free agent? Do you know? Oh, he's locked up for six more years, I think. Something like that. He's what, 24? Yeah. Which blows my mind to think about. Oh, young. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's a tough question. Just because for Edmonton's sake, I'm going to say no. I think you like you per- said it perfectly. They have star-driven talent. It's just there's always going to be a little niche that stops them. And no team's ever going to be perfect. I don't care how how freaking good you are, you know. Um, but just the goaltending situation, it's a team sport just like baseball, just like basketball, anything football. You, The minute something goes wrong, you can't carry the load the whole time. Especially come playoff time. Yeah. You got other teams that are out there going against Edmonton. I mean, you got Winnipeg, even without Lion A, still a very talented team. I know the Maple Leafs is history, but they could always stop Edmonton right now in the East. Montreal, they're shocking me. Uh, I I would even say that with their goaltending situation, that's what they need. They need a Carey Price and Jake Allen kind of situation. Yeah, that, that would bring them at least to the finals, I'd say. 100%. 100%. That's what's stopping him. That's what's stopping him. You get star him. talent up front, star talent behind, and you get an okay defense for. That's all. That's what you need. 
You know, that's all it takes. You get a couple yeah. veterans in there, like how Toronto's doing. They brought in Jason Spezza and Joe Thornton, lead the younger guys. John Tavares in there too as captain now. You gotta I mean, have it. Building you need a good it. balance of veterans and just defensive protocol, everything like that. Just goal. Yeah, you need those intangibles. Yeah, you need you need them, and it, I'm sick of it too because it scares me. I feel like Edmonton and everything they look at in a goalie is not what's what's working. They mm -hmm. they tried so many guys, and they they tried Cam Talbot, uh, Mike Smith. Who do they even have right now? It's like Miko Koskinen. You know, yeah. seemingly like, came out of nowhere. He's just, he's been okay, but I don't think he's an NHL starter, you know, which uh, they're relying I, I, on him for. Know. Yeah. If anything, he's a better backup in the majors. But I think he'd be a great backup, to be fair. Yeah. I think he'd be a great so, backup. Yeah. It's just like, for, for, if you're Edmonton, go out there and get yourself a Carey Price, try and spend the money. I mean, goalies, I would say. Who do you are, have to give up, though, you know? Yeah, maybe you, know maybe you can attract one in free agency, get lucky, like Vancouver did with Braden Holpe in the in the off season. I was but, just about to say that you took the words out of my mouth. Maybe they should have went after Holpe. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. They needed goaltending. I mean, Holpe was pretty sought after, despite a rough couple of years in Washington, Washington. following the Cup win. Yeah, yeah. But I, it also doesn't help that Vancouver. It is very expensive, but it's a very beautiful city. I'm not saying Edmonton isn't, but. If you had the choice, I think Vancouver I agree. Would, I agree. You know? um, but yeah, it's just they got to be more aggressive and they got to be more understanding of what decisions they're going to make when it comes to goalies. And that's going to be the thing. I, I just want to see McDavid succeed. The last thing I need is to see two versions of Mike Trout in hockey and baseball. Oh, man. Yeah. Last thing I need to say. And this kid's talented. I watch highlights of him all the time. Uh, I, I, I've heard about this kid ever since he was in the minors. And of Everyone course, since he was 14 so years old. Unprecedented. Yeah. Sidney Crosby is the last person like that, last mm -hmm. player to get that kind of hype, and deservedly so. Yeah, and McDavid's five years in the league now, and I would already say, like, I would already give reasons why that he could be a Hall of Fame. 100%. 100%. 100%. Even if he goes out, like an Eric Lindros gets some terrible career-ending injury, you know, I feel like you can make a case. Yeah. And you know what sucks? The one thing was when he got the collarbone injury his rookie season, he was on pace for a really good amount of points. Too. Oh, yeah. He would have won the Calder. Yeah, know? that was a bummer. But that was unfortunate. He came back stronger than ever. <laughs> He's, dude's got an iron will, you know. Every now and again, you get a generational player like Sidney Crosby, who we saw him develop into it as he got older. But McDavid kind of had this as a younger player. He's got just a strong will, you know. He's got the mental game as well as the physical aspects. So he's not he's not braggadocious, he's not cocky, he's able to carry himself, and that's why we saw him get captaincy so early in his teenage years. And he came back from that injury unshaken. He's playing with larger men. It yeah. he's just been un unmatched. Yeah, and he's gotten bigger too. He 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 understands that the NHL yeah. can be with the big boys, so he can't be yeah, he's got the baby face assassin look, but uh <laughs> he can't be that kind of way on the hockey, on the ice and uh yeah, it's just amazing to me. I I would hope to see McDavid win and everything, but just in Edmonton, it's that kind of organization that's going to bring in the talent and not be able to distribute it properly on the ice. It's sad. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to happen. It's been a management issue for the past few years, but 
nothing the players can do about that. That's unfortunate, you know? Yeah, inconsistency, I think, is the best way to call the Edmonton Oilers franchise. Yeah. I agree. Um, but another thing, another player I want to focus yeah. on, uh, Artemi Panarin. And this is obviously... Yeah, I don't we'll think stay pretty quick on this, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that soft of an issue. It's Of course, we got to be careful with what we say. But yeah. uh, Artemi Panarin uh, has had, you know, criticism of Putin in Russia. So now with that, Putin, everything happens. We hear basically... Panarin, he way long ago in 2011 beat up what an 18 year old girl. Yeah, according to his head coach at the time. Yep, and I believe he's playing in the KHL. Yeah, in the KHL. So here's the thing: criticizing Putin, he gets that to me. It's fishy. It's very sus. Um, I'm not in 100%. favor of it. I'm glad the Rangers aren't on our Timmy's side. Yeah, glad they're supporting him. Yep. Unfortunately, that he's got to take a leave of absence. You know, he's having a great season. Yeah. But he's got uh, 18 points, 14 dog. games. Carrying, yeah. Yeah, and he's really carrying the Rangers. I was thinking about getting his jersey just because of – he is my favorite player, first off. Um, you got to love him. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. His goal celebrations, the way – he's just – every year he's getting better and better, you know. He's got a passion for the game, and he's great at the game. So yeah, yeah. It's a great and combination. It is a combination. But one thing I like seeing right now is that the Rangers are playing better – Yes, they have some losses, but they are playing better. They beat the Bruins. They just beat the struggling Sabres with Taylor Hall. I laugh every time he's still <laughs> signed. And uh, the Rangers, though, they're passing the puck. A lot of guys are getting involved. Uh, Busnevich has been really well, I honestly think. Adam Fox has been surprisingly great as a defenseman for us. Uh, Goaltending-wise, I like Shesterkin uh, more than I like Georgiev. But I would agree with that. Yeah, the one thing I just like about this team, they're playing hard despite the losses against really tough teams in that division for this COVID-related year. Uh, but it would be great to have Artemi back. It's obvious this was shocking to even the players and yeah. everything. And it seems like the case is already dying down pretty quickly. I think Panera just wanted to make sure his family was safe. Mm -hmm. He was safe. And yeah, of he course, he's got all his roots back in Russia. Yeah, yeah. He His family's all back in Russia besides him. And... You know, the one thing I want to see is Panera back on the ice, safe, playing great again. Nothing gets in his head mentally. He's doing his thing. He still leads the team in points for the Rangers, despite losing a couple of games to this. But uh, Panarin, you know, I really hope everything's going well for him. It's a, it's a shame because he's such a great player. He was a great Blackhawk, great Blue Jacket, even though he wanted out. And now he's with yeah. the Rangers on a big deal. And uh, I, I know it's a touchy subject for some people, but uh, I think yeah. we have to talk about that. And 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad it seems like it's dying down. I hope so. Yeah. I hope, I hope, because his, his teammates have cleared him as of that way. You know, they, they've reported that him and the head coach that made this claim were politically uh, conflicting. So, you know, there's a lot of suspicious stuff going on around there. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, speaking of how the Rangers were doing pretty well, uh, Devils, my beloved Devils, they're on a slide, man. I'm seeing the uh, little logo in the right back. Right. Yeah, right back there. Um, what do you, what can you say? They dropped uh, the past six games in regulation, I think. Maybe one win sprinkled in there. Uh, Pavel Zaka, unfortunately, just had his, goal, his point streak 
snapped in a 2-1 loss to the Islanders Tuesday night. But what are you going to do? You know, 12 points, 10 games. He's showing that potential to be a number six pick. Yeah, and finally, we might have talked about on the last show, talked about Pavel Zaka and how slow he was starting. He wasn't doing – was it Zaka? Yeah, he was He was getting buried, though, by John Hines. Yes, yes. And, you know, Zaka was just – every time he was on the ice, he wasn't bringing the uh, mm-hmm. presence that he needed to. Yeah. And now that he's and, on a hot streak, he probably got, you know, relief of it. It's like okay, Yeah, you can see he's more confident. Yeah. He's he's pulling off these moves, the spinorama, that part of that great play with Andreas yep. Janssen. Incredible. And um uh with John Hines, he 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 was part of an elite penalty killing unit. I think it was top five in the league probably at the time. Blake Coleman, Travis Ajak, part of those that group. So John Hines, he he was using him for a specific reason, but he wasn't allowed to uh flourish really in the role that I think he was meant to. Yeah, so we're yeah. seeing we're seeing a decline in the penalty kill. Terrible for the Devils. Absolutely awful. It, but uh, it, it's the worst by like a long shot. Yeah, Tuna, like, ooh, like sixty-five percent or something. Not good. But, and it's, it's, that's gone up. That number. It's gone yeah. up. Yeah, but it's still it's mediocre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Zaka though, I see him taking more shots. I watch the games with Sean sometimes and. Mm-hmm. He's being more aggressive, which he needs. And I hear Sean always go, take the shot, take the shot. And he's starting to get that confidence back. With he's, showing, he, he's showing a great shot, too. Yeah, One that I we never really saw from him. He's he's, yeah. he's setting up on the power play, and he's sniping. He's getting he's just beating the goalies clean. Yep, getting those open looks, too. And he's taking yeah. advantage. So, look, mm-hmm. for Zaka, it's good to see that. And the Devils are young, and they, they got to work big time on defense and the, the, at least you have some contributors out there. And Nico, yeah. you know, Nico, uh, how do you say his last name? He sure. He sure. Thank you. Uh, youngest captain out there. He, he's going to learn too. So for your Devils, Absolutely. buddy, for your Devils, yeah. you're going to rebuild. And it's, it's a Give wild. us a couple of years. It's worth it, dude. It's worth it. Yeah, and 100%. You can see Blackwood, unreal. Uh, I can't wait to see that kid. Yeah. That kid really be part of a strong team. Yeah, I, I I love Shesterkin, but I wish the Rangers had a guy that was a little more consistent because their mm-hmm. defense, yeah, it breaks down. That's Blackwood anything. plays like a grown man, you know? No. Yeah, Shesterkin sometimes I see him and Georgiev get, get easy goals. Yeah. You know, against, cause the That'll come with experience, though, you know. Yep. Blackwood, though, on real, he's going to get so many awards yeah. as his career goes. And lock him up. Um, not this year. Give yeah. him another year. Type. Yeah, but yeah. Pavel Zaka really, really proven himself yeah. finally because we, you, Sean, and I were talking about how much he's struggling and the negative uh, presence he was bringing on the ice. So it's good yeah. to see that, and he's getting his name out. The Devils fans and I think the Devils team and Zaka himself are just relieved about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and the last thing I think we want to talk about here goes all the way up to Montreal. And you want to talk about the Canadians. Another so, team that's on a slide there. Which is shocking because they fired their head coach, even though they were they on did. a little bit of a roll. They really they did, so yeah. Um, can you yeah, can you bring that into me for a little bit and then we'll discuss about it? Because well, this. Yeah, I got their schedule picked up here, and you know, they're in a pretty weak division. So I said this on the last podcast on episode four that I believed we were gonna see the result. They they're winning results were at um, a product of the weaker division, 
but I believe we're going to see a slide. And we really are. The month of February was not pleasant for them. Uh, they're on a five-game loss streak. They went four and eight in February in the month of February, losing the teams like Ottawa back to back. You know, losing the rivalry to Don- Toronto, Winnipeg. I mean, they lost three out of four games to Ottawa, and they lost they lost uh, to Toronto twice. They lost to Edmonton, got shut out, and they've had a couple key contributors. But one thing we're really seeing is kind of the decline of Carey Price. I think. You know, it, terrible you know, numbers it, so far. Terrible numbers, and he's also been battling injuries. It's tough for goalies to always mm-hmm. stay at a high rate. Yeah. And that's why they went after Jake Allen because of the fact that he's had great experience. Very smart move. Um, they got him for cheap in a cap dump from the St. Louis Blues, who, by the way, speaking of injury issues, have their rosters out with injuries. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're on a COVID break, but they're not. They just got a bunch of injuries. It's yeah. really unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And, you know, when they were doing well, Tyler Toffoli was really carrying the squad. So mm-hmm. Josh Anderson potted Josh Anderson. in like nine or ten goals early. Yeah, and Montreal just hit this wall. Um, yeah. But it is fairly early still, right? Because the last thing you want as a team is to get hot yeah. all season and then mm-hmm. get cold and get a cold yep. spell. We could just be seeing a skid. I definitely believe they're still going to make the playoffs. I'm not doubting that. Yes. it's just I just – Losing to Ottawa doesn't help twice. Especially against mor- and morale. Yeah. You know, that's Fine. tough. That's Fine. really tough. Yeah, Ottawa's a gimme, gimme. And um, who's out for the year? I just saw Derek Stefan. He's out for the year. Yeah, with Derek Stefan's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Dislocated saw that. shoulder, damaged some muscle, I believe it was in there. Yeah, so that now is in the making. Uh, mm-hmm. For Montreal, you got to start beating these bad teams and take advantage of it and then try and compete against the big boys. So, yeah. It's not good right now, but obviously it's only halfway into the season, really. They're in the easier division, like you said, so they could still keep their spot. But just it's not looking good if you fire your coach when you're having a winning record and then you start going on a little bit of a slide. And uh, it's not looking good for Montreal. I think out of all the teams, I wouldn't be so shocked if they were out, you know? They were like yeah, yeah right out the door. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I want to talk about, if you don't mind, was uh, the NHL waiver wire. Okay. With the introduction of the taxi squad in regards to COVID, uh, we've really seen a lot more activity and a lot more kind of inactivity in a way. Um, We've seen guys like Adam Henrique or Brett Connolly just slip through waivers, you know, proven guys, proven veterans that can score. A shooter like Connolly is hard to come by. You know, he's got three more years on his deal for three million, I believe. So that's not a terrible contract to pick up. Oh. Uh, Adam Henrique, he's having a rough start. Absolutely yes. undeniable. But, you know, he's a, he's a veteran guy. He can hold down a pound to a killing spot. And I believe if you're put in a position that's not Anaheim, he can score. Would you want the Devils to get back Henrique? Listen, <laughs> when he went on waivers, when he went on waivers, my heart stopped. All right. Yeah. He's a fan favorite. Henrique gets over, you know. Uh, legendary Doc Emmerich call, but I don't think he's got a spot in our system right now. I think it would kind of just slow down the rebuild a little bit, taking up cap space, taking up a roster spot. But, you know, I, w- I would never be opposed to it. Of course. Like, okay, so no to the Devils. Where could you see him going? Like more of a contending team and trying to get well, a spot there? And unfor- un- Unfortunately for him, I would say Anaheim actually held on to him. 
So he, he passed through, but you know, yeah, contending spot somewhere he can get comfortable third line, maybe second line if need be based on performance minutes, you know, he can hold down a strong penalty killing spot. You need him on the power play. He'll, he's good in that situation. He's an all around five tool kind of guy, you know, he is, and, he, and he's great. He's had great splits with the goals and the assists. He was a great devil. He wasn't bad with Anaheim, but yeah, he's starting off slow right yeah. now. And the Ducks also stink. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you can't. I'm I'm not looking at individual stats with any regard into Anaheim. I just it's really unfortunate what's going on there. Poor Ryan Getzlaff having to close out his career there. Yeah, but. Uh, Hey, he'll be a he'll be yeah, guess what will be a Hall of Famer, I think. Probably, most likely. I mean, he's had an impact. Yeah. Him and the years where him and Corey Perry were tearing up the lead, Corey Perry's heart year. I mean, that was something to behold, honestly. Yeah. But uh thank you for those two. I knew Henrique was on the waiver wire. And uh, I was wondering what your take was since you're a Devils fan. He's a fan favorite. But yeah, we we could see him maybe on a contending team or anything like that. But uh, for Henrique, the slow start has not been helping his case, sadly, in this 56-game season. But thank you, Doug. Uh, That's going to conclude today's episode. And that's all I have for you guys this Monday afternoon. For more updates on my podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter, at DeRosa's Take, and tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time for new episodes. I'm out, guys. Peace.